are rolling. Episode 66 of the podcast, Not For Time, in the room right now. Introduce yourself, sir. Ryan Mickey Cage. <laughs> Good morning. And next to the him... The one and only. The one and only. And next to him, we have... Rachel Hurlbert. Rachel. That's how you say it. In the Laura building. Hurlbert. I've been saying Stewart. it wrong. I've been saying Hurlbert. Hurlbert. I've been botching that for a while. Yeah, it's been, uh, I feel I mean, bad like now. Hubert is the thing. Give you like a Hubert. <laughs> no, There's zero E's. Hey, zero before we get started, yes. I just want you to notice that you have a stink bug on your microphone. Oh my god, no, that's disgusting. Get on camera. Oh. It's right a now. carcass, too. Wow. Oh, wow. So it's obviously been a while since we've done this podcast. <laughs> Months. It's been a month or so. Um, guys, thanks for tuning back in. It's episode 66. We're doing a, our member profile uh, series. You know, we featured Kelly, we featured Kevin Jill. We've got a long list of people we want to bring into the studio and chat. And today, there's like four more people, I think. Three. Three more. Um, so we're going to chat a little bit about CrossFit and about Rachel's experience with CrossFit. And uh, we sent her some questions ahead of time. Um, so, Ron, you want to dive right in with your questions first, or what are you, what are you thinking? Here? Well, yeah. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a nice shout-out to all the South County people that are listening. Because I know oh, Rachel's yeah, that's right. all her students Share and all those people. Goodness. So I heard they're really excited. So I hope you all pay attention in school. The school is cool. And let's make this go viral. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't think that's what they say anymore. They don't. It is what they actually said oh, yesterday. Sweet. All yeah. right. Uh, how many students did you tell? Um, well, my like five student aides and then a few other athletes. So I would say under 10. Under 10? Under I'm going to need that to be about 1,000. 1,000? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I did say that when this goes, I'll probably put it on my sports med Twitter account. And then they all yeah, said they're going to share it on there. Do you have a Twitter account? I do not. I don't either. No, Twitter. I don't know how to use that. Can you teach me? That's no, an old man. I'm, I'm not that great at it, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'll get started. You know, within the new year and, and when we started this a couple months ago, we wanted to bring in new members <clears throat> and be able to kind of just talk about your story and how things have evolved here with you, but not just always about CrossFit. You know, for you all that know or don't know, I'm going to ask a very simple question to Rachel. What do you do for a living? So I'm an athletic trainer, which a lot of people get confused with a personal trainer. Um, so essentially an athletic trainer, um, we evaluate, diagnose, rehabilitate um, a wide variety of injury and illnesses. So essentially I am the head athletic trainer at South County High School, which means that I am responsible for the health care of all student athletes whether they're in season or out of season. And how many student athletes is that? Um, by the end of the year, we'll collect about 1,500 physicals. Wow. Wow. That's intense. And I feel like I'm stressed out here. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot cool. Is that something like you always wanted to do? Like, how the hell did you get into that? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm going back to my days that I played football, and I remember there were, you said uh, AIDS? Student AIDS. Student AIDS. Yes. I remember, <laughs> not AIDS, AIDS, but student AIDS. Um, I remember some of those people, but I couldn't even tell you if they continued on in that profession or not. So. Yeah, and I mean, that honestly wasn't something that I actually did when I was in high school. Uh, I got into athletic training because uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, and I was clumsy and kind of always injured, and that went into when I played volleyball in high school. So I ended up in the athletic training room for quite a few injuries, and I just got really curious as to like, the evaluation process. I'm like, how can this guy 
just do these tests on my body without using any type of imaging and know what's going on with me and like how does he come to that conclusion and I was also just really intrigued by the different modality that was in the room so you know like the stim that you have the game ready and kind of those different things and so I kind of um, tried to figure out exactly if that was what I wanted to do so I took sports medicine and anatomy and health science class uh, but as far as working in the high school setting, that's actually something that I never really wanted to do. I didn't really have a desire to do it. Um, I got through college without the high school experience. So my last semester of college, we used to do an internship. And so I ended up at South County and a job opened up. And wow, been there ever since. Been there ever that's since. Great. Now that's we're great. on year three. That's cool. Kids, uh, high school students are stressful. I remember my time at West Potomac High School, so we can talk about that at a later date. Yeah, <laughs> when uh, yeah right. Um, my, my first question is pretty simple. You know, what are the talents or abilities or characteristics that describe you? So, as we talked earlier, I hate this question. It's <laughs> yes. always it's my it's least favorite thing to be question, asked. Yeah. Um, I know because I'm definitely one of those people that it's, I don't like to talk about myself a lot. I would say. She's lying. But she talks about herself all the time. All the time. <laughs> all I do here is brag about myself. Um, but I would say characteristic-wise, um, I think I'm a caring person. I'm very honest, um, loyal, kind. Um, those are all things that are also like important to me, so I try to behave that way. Um, as far as like abilities and talents, um, I actually threw this question out to my students as we were in my lab training room yesterday, and what one of them told me is I have a really... I can do a good job of delivering bad news in a good way. That's called bedside manner, dude. Yeah, it is. I like to think that I have a pretty good bedside manner. Like hey, you're never going to walk again. Thanks, love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because a lot of times like when I'm interacting with people, it's at a bad time for mm -hmm. them. So either they're really hurt and like crying, visually upset on the field, or you know, I'm, I've had to be asked that question, like, you know, should I continue playing my sport right now? And you kind of have to navigate those difficult conversations and I like to think that I can do a good job of doing that yeah, I think that's. I think that bedside man obviously is important if you're dealing with like 1,500 kids. You're gonna have a lot of bad news that you have to give out. Um, and and my question for you there is, how do you? And just kind of piggyback of what Ryan was saying, how do you kind of keep your positivity up when you could be potentially surrounded by a lot of negativity and a lot of like bummed out people because maybe they can't play that sport anymore? How do you kind of navigate that? That's a great question. Um, I really pull a lot of my positivity just from the people that I keep around myself, that I surround myself with. So my dad is a very positive person, um, so I have that reflected in me all the time. But also even at work, I know people think that working with high school kids is can be frustrating or annoying and all of that, but I actually pull a lot of, of my positivity from them as well because as many like poor interactions that I may have or as many times that I'm dealing with someone who's really upset, I found that like if you treat them the right way, like even just like as a human being, I think sometimes people forget or just focus on them as an athlete and not as a person. Mm -hmm. um, I get a lot of positive feedback from them, um, and there's been quite a few times where I've, they've just shown like appreciation towards me, and like that just makes my job and being positive and bringing that into my work environment. I think better. there's yeah, you kind of nailed it there. There's something to learn from every single interaction you have on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's. Yeah, a good or a bad, you can take away something from that conversation. I think that's great. It's really good. What gets you motivated? So, I actually have a question for you about that. Do you mean like... Damn. 
Well, you, you can't answer the question with a question. You, you sound said, like my children right now. Well, you said what gets you motivated. Or like, what makes you tick? What gets you motivated? What gets you fired up? Fired up. What gets you going, right? Like, I answered it in the sense of what gets me, what makes me tick or gets me motivated is I want to be the best. I want everybody that thought that, that this wouldn't ex- um, uh, succeed, that I'm going to be better than that. And then on top of that, I want to be the go-to CrossFit gym in the area or in the United States that people want to come and talk to. I want that recognition. And some people might say it's conceited or whatever you want to think, but I strive on feeling, I strive when people doubt us and that's what gets me motivated. That's what makes me tick. So does that kind of answer what I'm looking for? Yeah, because originally I was like, oh, does he mean like in a, like in a personal setting or like in a CrossFit setting and like in here to like- Any, any setting you want. Any setting Um, you want. I would say generally my own failure tends to motivate me. Um, I think that translates to whether that's in a workout or whether that's something through school or work, something that if I know that I didn't do something as well as I could have or as I can, and I know that, Mm -hmm. then that generally drives me to try it again and do better the next time. I think that's great. I mean, that's your self-motivation, right? Right. You don't need to compete against anybody else except yourself. Yeah. And I mean, like being, being, and having that outside competition also helps me, but I also tend to hold myself to a higher standard. And like, there are certain things that I'm like, I know what I'm capable of and I know what I can do now. And so when I don't match that, and I think I do it in a healthy way. Like, obviously I'm not expecting myself to like crush everything all the time, but I've done, I feel like I've in my job and, and, you know, in here in the gym, like I've done enough things that I know kind of like how they should be done and how I can do them. Um, and so I know when I don't meet that mark, I'm like, okay, well you need to do it, but you like do it again and do it better. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, it really sounds like you're on this continual pursuit just to get better each and every single day and learn from every single thing that comes your way. And uh, I'm just curious how like, because earlier you touched on how you kind of landed in your in your job now, and it was this this curiosity, this kind of like how does how does this guy know what's wrong with me without running any kind of you know invasive diagnostics and stuff like that? Is that the kind of same thing that brought you into CrossFit PR Star? Um, was it the curiosity, like what's this stuff all about? What's the, I mean, kind of elaborate on how you got your start here. So it was a little bit of that. Uh, predominantly at that time in my life, I was working two jobs. So I was essentially working five hours at a physical therapy clinic, interacting with anybody who was like 30 to 80 to 90. I'm so our age. Exactly. Exactly your age, Ryan. And then... Um, Wait, I'm not 80 <laughs> or 90. I'm high 30s, damn it. You guys all then, suck. <laughs> Um, and basically, so I would spend the mornings with adults, essentially older, who were older than me. And then I would go work at a high school for the rest of my day. And I got in a cycle where I wasn't really exercising as much as I wanted to. And I didn't really have the drive to create my own workouts. Um, cause like I had the capability of doing stuff at my house. I just found that if it was up to me in that setting, I wasn't doing enough. Um, so I really wanted to... Well, it was a bit of being lazy and I didn't want to have to think about what I wanted to go somewhere, have a workout set for me that I could just do, show up and do it. Um, and then what really interested me about CrossFit is I actually have a friend in Virginia Beach who's also an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. And she had started CrossFit and I really like trusted her and her opinion. 
because, you know, in my field, CrossFit oftentimes gets a really bad rep, and yeah. I only heard really negative things about it. Yeah, exactly. And so she had been doing it for a while, and, um, you know, was talk talking to me about it all the time. And I was like, well, like, I should give that a try. Um, and I was also looking for the community aspect, because essentially my days were, again, just like, I wasn't really interacting with people outside of work too right. much, and so when I was interacting with people, they're either, you know, 10 years younger than me, or, you know, 10 to, I don't know, 60 years older right. than me. So I also was looking for that community aspect. Um, I she keeps going with that old age thing. I'm not happy to touch on that a little bit. So I, so I um, checked out PR Star back when we were at the old location, and I, I met with Cam, and I like walked in, and I actually saw another athletic trainer. Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, right. Kelly yeah, I saw yeah. Kelly. In the like in the class, and I was like, oh shit! Wow. I was like, Kelly is here. I was like, this must be a good place. Like that was like a, that was a sign for me. That's cool. That this was a good place to be. Did you try out other ones? No. Fell in love. First, first time, walking. first time doing CrossFit, first gym. Yeah. Go that. try a different one and tell me if you still have the same experience. <laughs> um, I've heard from other people. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I need to do that. Right. It's it's funny you meant like I've I've noticed that people who work in the health and fitness industry come to CrossFit because they don't want to think. They, they spend all day writing programs and rehab sessions yeah. and talking about movement. They just want to shut off and just have fun. And I think that's so fantastic that you touched on that. Um, Ryan, do you have a follow-up question you want to go on that? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kind of go two directions with that. Like, yeah. How do you describe your way of doing things when you're at work? Mm -hmm. And then how would you kind of describe your way of doing things like when you want to just come in here and do whatever you want to do? Like, you just stated like you like the fact that you don't have to write a program and we write down the workouts for you guys and you said this is what you're doing. Um, how do you describe that way of like getting into that mentality versus what you do at work? So it's a little bit easier for me to get into that mentality here of just like not having to think because I come here before I go to work. Right. So for me it's a great way to just like start my day. I can wake up, eat my breakfast, come do my workout, and then I can get ready to go to work. And it just kind of like helps my mindset for the day um, to just get that exercise and activity in. Um, when I get to work, it's generally, I have about two hours, hour and a half to try to get ready for the kids that I'm going to see that day. So generally- Young adults. They're young adults. Okay. <laughs> Looking out for you guys at something. <laughs> um, so basically what I'll do when I get to work is I will do any notes for kids that I saw the day before. So like yesterday, I saw treated kids all afternoon, worked the gymnastics meet. I put in notes for kids from other kids, um, kids from other schools that I saw that day, and then like I go home because at that point it's like ten o'clock at night, and I kind of want to get out of there. Long days, man. Long, Long days. days. So like today, when I go in, I'll finish up notes from kids that of my own, like the South County kids that I saw and treated yesterday, and then I'll put together their um, rehab program for them. So I basically run a Google Doc. So you would say that your way of doing things at work is efficient and structured. Mm. Yes, and very organized. Nice. Because with how the, annoying is it if it's not organized? I would say slightly. Um, it depends on on what's going on. Do you feel that with your efficiency and structure and organization at work, you see that here? and a sense of just how we like lay out the floor for you guys and how the day is going to be. Or even in the sense of how the coaches keep a class on track. Right. Like I've seen Joel get behind and he's always, and then he'll try to get us back on schedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so I, it's just interesting to hear like that's how you do things at work and one of the draws that it sounds like 
for here is that's how it's run here as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would we agree on that one? Yes. Awesome. I want to see this. Well, I don't know if you can show me the Google Doc, but I can imagine like her. So many. Just color coded numbers. It's actually not color coded, oh, but it's, I win. I got all the colors in my spreadsheets. But that's generally because the amount of time it would take. Like I have to be. I really have like time management is also the huge thing for work because like right now I might see. I might know I'm gonna see 10 to 12 kids. But it turned into comes, 20, right? Come springtime, I mean, that's that's an easy 20. And so then wow. so then you're gonna have to, I'm making a plan for every single one of those kids and I have roughly maybe an hour or less to do it. Jeez. So you, you can't really get to the, and I mean like in normally, I try to work on it throughout the day or if I'm at a game coverage at night or if I'm doing something with that kid and I'm like, oh, like I want to do this tomorrow. I'll like, write it down or put it in that sheet so I know to add it. Right. And I mean, and granted, a lot of times you're not completely like revamping somebody's program day to day. You might be making small changes in the rep scheme or maybe moving them up a movement, but it's not like you're completely rewriting everything. But it's still a lot to. Manage. I like it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm just trying to fathom like, oh, can you imagine a day where I have to run, you know, ten, even just ten personal training clients through a session. It's a hard day, so my hat's off to you. All, and then they're all around you at the same time. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a tough thing to, to manage there. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier. You know, there was that initial hesitancy to try CrossFit, you know. And you've been doing it now for over a year. I, and, and I always have to ask, like, is there, especially given your background, is there anything that in the CrossFit space that you're like, given your, your training and everything that you look at and you're like, that's kind of suspect. Is there anything that, as far as like the CrossFit methodology goes, you've been to the level one too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so tell me kind of what stuff like stood out to you that you were on the fence about or anything like that. So there actually really wasn't, I mean, okay, well one thing that I was maybe on the fence on was like the back extension stuff on the GHD. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I don't think that there's anything wrong or suspect with the CrossFit methodology. For me, it's all about how is that message delivered and that's something that I didn't realize until I started getting into CrossFit and coming here. It's like yeah. how I love that. That's, I love to hear that right now. Yeah, that's, it's that's like fantastic. it depends. Like there's no, I don't think that there's anything wrong or bad about like CrossFit. I think it's sometimes just how it depends on how the person is programming it and delivering that message through it. So I mean like here, like I haven't seen anything that I've been like, oh like like Rachel, go downstairs and do, do 150 back extensions for Tom. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing that. No, no. Took it out of the program. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do much. Got to change some notes. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, but like during the level one, I was surprised at like the level of the knowledge that they had, like for functional movement and movement assessments and screenings mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was more than I anticipated. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting way of hearing it being explained especially from your field right and i think i'm actually going to steal all of what you just said and start using it to people i talk to because i know when i talk to people and it's like oh crossfit i'm like no we do it differently like mm -hmm. you just have to come and see it but i want to take that from what you just said like yo is it something that you saw on youtube is it something you saw online how is the message delivered to you yeah. versus we deliver it differently and i think that is a huge question that we get a lot yeah. Of what, how, why are you different? And I got that question from a buddy of mine just the other day. And it's it's normally like we just do it differently. Like, yeah, we we do CrossFit, but it's just different. I don't know how else to explain it. And now hearing that you say we deliver the message differently kind of clicks a little bit more in my head for me. Yeah. So. yeah, and I'll even expand on that. And, like, from my point of view, I've seen, like, your coaches be able to scale a workout to the point where there was one time where, you know, uh, somebody was in here with a boot on 
and like you guys were still able to scale the workout to something that they could compete or, or compete in the yeah like no, yeah. regardless of kind of what anybody comes in with you guys do a fantastic job of scaling the work to something that they can do and i think your your coaches also have a good knowledge of like what like functional base work capacity people are at so you know like like joel like having worked with him now for a year and a half almost two years like he know like when i can do more and when you know and when it's okay for me to be backing off and I mean, even without that time invested in, like I've seen you guys do that really well, which is also the main thing that like stands up to me. That's really, I mean, it's really great to, gym. yeah, I love hearing that, especially like, like Ryan said, given your field and everything, like it's nice to get that outsider's uh, approval, that seal of approval, like, yeah, I'm in the athletic industry too. Stand. I stand by what you do. This is awesome. Um, that's really, really nice. And you mentioned it there. You've been coming here for over a year and a half now. Yeah, uh, I think February eighth will be two years. Holy crap! Uh, that's a that's a long time. That's um, a long time. My question for you: In that two year time, mm -hmm. how has PR Star as a gym changed? Because one of our big messages is evolve. Like we need to continually move forward. Um, how have you seen that in practice? So, I mean, the easiest answer is just um, location. I mean, mm -hmm. we, you guys expanded and offered up like all this new floor space and the rigging and equipment and all of that. Um, I mean, and that's also stuff that I kind of pay attention to is, you know, the equipment has changed. You know, you brought in new Echo Bikes, um, True Form Runners and all of that stuff. But I've also just seen um, new classes offered, whether that's the Lyft or the Express class, which is like the Lyft class is never something that I could attend, but I'm still like, I was ecstatic when that came out. I, I want to like, offer an endurance class here in the next like four months. I was like, I was like a lift class. I was like, that's fantastic. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, and like for me and from my point of view and um, as you know, as an athletic trainer, I'm like, that's amazing that you know you guys are want to focus on the mechanics of movement that much. Mm. Um, but just, I mean, those are the, those are the main things. It's just kind of like you guys have changed what you offer. Um, I mean, I was only really with you guys, I think, for about six months when you were at the old location, but I've also just felt like there's more, like, involvement in the community. Um, I know you guys hosted those Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or that. Yeah, um, the Fairfax County, um, what did they bring? Oh, the under Refriend, Refriend a Child. Yeah. Refriend a Child. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, you guys have done an event for them, I think, the we'll past We'll be at years. Field Day this June at Field Day School. Yeah. yeah. And we did, clean we did the cleanup, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I try to participate in as many of those events as I can, but that's also just, I don't feel like that's something that like normal, I would say like gyms or CrossFit boxes do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because we just sat in a meeting, uh, I think last week and we showed the PR star umbrella with all the different, I call them buckets that live underneath them. And I think we got up to about nine, maybe even 10 different buckets. And it's funny because we hear through the grapevine that, you know, it's, it's a lot about the money and really what it is for us is we want to be able to offer as many different, uh, once again, buckets to anybody that wants to choose what bucket they want to live in. Yeah. Right. Um, we do, I don't know if I told Cameron this or not, but I came up with the idea the other day, like I want to offer an endurance class. I'm mm -hmm. um, hearing that you like the lift class, but you can't attend it. Is there an opportunity to add a lift class before the noon class I don't I don't know I think yeah. there's always an option of those type of things and it doesn't have to start off big and it can start off real small and let it expand organically if it if it you know kind of gains that traction so it's really cool to hear that that's what you have seen evolve yeah 
we we really try like as a gym to to truly have something for everyone maybe you don't want to do crossfit but maybe you're an orange theory fan and you want something similar to that bam we have express or lift or whatever you need so yes i'm glad that you picked up on that express express is fun have you taken an express class no no i mean i remember when we started express slash pulse about a year and a half ago and yeah. it was like one person and almost every time and now we're getting we had to explain eight. to people like yo it's gonna happen just keep coming keep coming yep. it'll work it'll work it'll work and now it's just it's a popular class time now class. yep um, we'll get you in for one we'll get yeah. you in. yeah definitely so um you know i don't uh, you kind of answered all my questions yeah. while answering all of cameron's questions I think the last question I would have for you is how do you, I don't want to sell, say the word sell, but like if you were at a barbecue or you're at the, uh, at your office or within the school, how do you, how do you explain PR star to people? That's a great question. Um, I actually end up having to do that specifically at school quite a bit because I get asked, oh, well, what do you do in the morning? You, you do CrossFit? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I tend to describe normally like the first things out of my mouth are like, yes, I do CrossFit. I was like, but then I try to explain PR star and I'm like, I was like, but where I go, I'm like, they know what they're doing. I'm like, they're smart about their programming. And I try to emphasize that and try to help other people understand um, just like the lack of knowledge that I had that, you know, I assume when I first started CrossFit, I assumed that like the workout of the day was like everybody was doing like the same thing. You mean every CrossFit gym? Yeah, like that was, yes. that was my knowledge. Was like, That's sweet. Proceeds worldwide. <laughs> you know, that was like, that was my knowledge of it. Right. Um, and I'd only heard bad things. And so then like, I really just try to educate people that, you know, CrossFit is not bad. It really just depends on where you go and if they know what they're doing. And that's just kind of my big selling selling point, point yeah, that I try yeah. to tell them. And I've even had this conversation with other athletic trainers in the county. And you know, sometimes I feel like I don't want to say it because I feel like I'm going to get judged, and then I'm going to have to like get defensive, and I don't want to do that. Um, but I had a really good conversation with a um, coworker, and he even said he was like, no, he was like, I trust. He was like, if anybody in our field is doing something like that, he was like, I trust you that you're at least at the right spot. Yeah, yeah that yeah. you're doing it with the right people, and you've done your research, and you like, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious depending on where you go and what people are doing, if they are just doing it because they don't really know what they're doing or they just kind of it's fell fun, in. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is what I do. Or flipping that over and, and doing it because you've done your research, you found the right place, or you trust the process yeah. of what's going on. So, Luckily for me, I didn't have to do too much research. Yeah, no shit. It's literally yeah. like, looked up, like saw the website, and I was like, oh yeah, like that's really close to my house. Like, I'll go check it out. Sweet. Boom. Here we go. Here awesome. we are. I like to hear That's that really story. Cool. You got anything else over there? Yeah. Guy? My final question. I asked uh, the past two guests on the show. Um, you're driving down the highway. You see this big blank billboard. You can rent it and put whatever message you want on it. You knew this was coming. I did know it was coming. And I completely <laughs> forgot. So what is that message you want the world to see? 50,000 cars a day pass by this sign. What message are you going to put out there for people? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is be kind. Um, and that, and that goes to, like, be kind to yourself, but also be kind to others. Nice. That's a, that's a good answer. I like that one. So I always take that when you ask that question and yeah. ask if your billboard has changed. Has your billboard changed? Mine was be kind, I think, right? Yeah, but yeah. has it changed since the last time? Be kinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Mine has definitely changed. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to get all somber. Uh, the Kobe Bryant thing recently oh, yeah. really yeah. hit me hard. 
and I don't know why it's hitting me hard. I never really liked Kobe Bryant as a player, um, but it hit me hard. So mine is hold him a little tighter. Mm, hold yeah. him a little tighter. It's 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 like sad. That. I mean, I think knowing that a, the daughter was on the plane, and then all the other people that were on the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, we only know Kobe Bryant because he's famous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't know about everybody else, and that it's just it's a little. No, so. I think I think everybody needs to create more time in their life to, to hold that special someone or closer to them. I love that. That's mm-hmm. good. So that's really good. Any questions for us, young lady? No. No. I don't think so. All right. All right. That's a wrap. Episode. Did you have fun? I had a blast. Were you nervous coming into this? Um, I was. I would say I was nervous last night, but yeah. then once we got up here, no. Easy. No, but I did want to thank you guys for inviting me on here. No, you were an easy yeah. choice. It's it's easy. It's. We like picking the easy people. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for making the time for us today. Of course. All right. Awesome. Make time for the people you like. Go South County. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye.